Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. It has been a great weekend of rugby this weekend. Well we've finally got some Super Rugby back. Oh, we've got Super Rugby but... Wrong side of the Tasman Sea. Oh sorry, but what? But... We've got to we, plug ourselves. We've got to... Well no, I was going to oh. say it's been very difficult to watch the games. Well I've, I've seen about 10 minutes worth of highlights on both games. Because... Because Sky Sport... Sansa haven't Sky, sorted it. Sky Sport haven't sorted out a deal. And here was you a couple of weeks ago saying, Oh, I got a great deal. 20 million a year. No, that was previous. Yeah. Nothing now. No, Zero. No. <laughs> Zero. It's I'm my just fault. very, very hopeful that we can get it sorted for this weekend. Because well, the big show is going to start. The Super Rugby Aotearoa. The big show. But the thing is, is, is that if we can't watch it, we can't do the podcast. I'll, I'll be out of a job. Well, some would say that's not a bad thing. <laughs> this is true. No, we are going to watch it. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in talks with Sky are myself. In, are you in negotiation? <laughs> I'm trying to work out the I'll the give lead. you £20 a month. <laughs> I've, got two, I've got two things, right? Okay. I know one's legal, so we're going to do that one. No, which we're is we're going to slingshot it from New Zealand to... England. How do you slingshot it? There's a machine you can buy that you put onto my brother's skybox and we can watch it in the UK. But is, do we have to watch what he's watching? Yeah, but because of the nature of we're 12 hours behind or whatever, yeah. when he's asleep, we could be watching control of his box. We, yeah, could, but surely we, could, download, he... we could download a few movies. <laughs> If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Imagine that. Imagine the bill. <laughs> da- D- Damien. <laughs> Have you been watching explicit movies? <laughs> no, Again? I I Jack, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was my cat streams. <laughs> anyway, before we go into all of the breaking news, we've got to talk about 
how people can find us, Tobes. So yes. how can they find us? Well, they can find us on uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, uh, Spotify. Really, just Apple, look at the description iCloud. below, oh, and it's about, all there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, below. Yes. 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 Yes, it is. But what can they do to help us? Give us a give us a, a a technical high five by liking, subscribing, writing comments, sending us emails with good questions to answer. That's the biggest five one you can review. do. Is we love hearing from you. Have you had any, have we had any, another five? We star have review? had another five star have review. We? We're up to twenty eight. Twenty eight. We all were five star reviews. Yeah, I think they are. Wow. I mean, these people have been <laughs> drinking some serious. Uh, <laughs> before they've written those reviews but yeah they're, they're all positive so far i like it i think someone yeah. said we i need to replace the mic remember back in the glory days the glory days when with we the had one mic, mic. yeah, yeah. God, those are the good old days eh? no they were rubbish yeah well i had to sit next to you now i've kind of got to look at you which is not great anyway mate it's breaking yes. news you're gonna kick off first i like what you've done there kick off <laughs> Pun intended, I'm sure. New Zealand rugby could gain from 465 million US investment firm offer. Now, this uh, uh, this is American technology investment firm Silver Lake. Never heard yeah. of it. No, I have. Of course, you have. You've heard of everything, and. Um, it, it it's worth about sixty billion, yeah. So they're going to give New Zealand rugby half a billion. Now, now the, the issue here there. is there's, potentially there's two things here. We we've seen this many many times before. The latest one being the Premiership rugby, and what happens is yeah, that is, was quite a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's an investment, so they want their money back. That's the first thing. Yeah. But they're always going to have a 15% stake in the, the brand. Blacks. So, yes, they're giving the All Blacks $465 million, but they also want 15%. So any future profits that New Zealand makes, yeah. they have 15% of it Wow, forever. And, and it's not like they are going to keep plowing in money. This is a one-off payment. Yeah. So unless New Zealand rugby uses that money wisely and uses that money to improve and make more money, you know, this is just a short-lived thing. Well, New Zealand um, is looking looking at losing $40 million last year. Yeah, this is for their um, the 15% of their commercial rights. So when we talk about commercial rights, we're not talking about losses. No, I know. We're talking about... The money that they collect in from yes, Adidas and yeah. whatnot. Yes, I know, but I'm just saying that New Zealand rugby are looking at a yes. 40 million loss yes. last year because of COVID, COVID and whatnot. Yeah. They're going to lose more as well now that there's no TV deal coming yes. in from from yes. Sky Sports at 20 million a year. Yeah. So there's another big hit to them, huge hit to them. But I, I just don't like this. And the reason I don't like it is because let's say you're a company and you get given a cash injection. If you use that money wisely and you improve your business and your product, then it's it's a sensible thing. But very rarely in sport have we ever seen that. What normally happens is 
they normally give the monies to the clubs and the you know the 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 setups and then they go and spend it on players and that's not improving that's not generating more income that's just improving the team improving the team is Sansa asking for too much from sky or it must be it must be it's not, it's you know sky would want to put it on the TV yeah. if there was a big audience. There obviously isn't a huge audience no. in the UK. And because of that, they're like, well, 20 million a year, it's, it's not worth it's it anymore. too much. South Africa aren't there anymore. So maybe they want it for 10. And Sanzar have gone, oh, no, you can't have it for 10. Because it's all linked yeah, into the, the internationals. So it's all linked into the international. It's all oh, the rugby right. championship. So they will eventually get round to it, but the yeah. longer it goes on, the less money, the less money it's worth. Yeah. So they don't. They obviously don't care about Super Rugby. They just care about the test matches. Yeah. So they'll they'll you know the longer they hold out, the less it's worth. It's a real shame, eh? Because like we've had. It's a real shame for us, really. And I know that there's a lot of people in the UK that will be keen to watch it. Really, but it's keen, just yeah. a bit of a. I mean, side. there are ways, and we're obviously not pushing any of these, but you can still watch it. You just yeah, have you to, can, but you, you have gotta, to, you know, do some, like what we're going to do: slingshot, get someone back in New Zealand to yeah. slingshot it over to you. Uh, there are VPNs, there is ways around, but obviously that's not something that we are condone, condone or pushing. That's for sure. No. But yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I, li- I like investments when it's an ongoing investment, not just here's a whole load of money. But we want forever fifteen yeah. percent of the of well, guaranteed income. Well, they're quite smart, though, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean, they're part know. of Dell, Motorola, and is it Salt Lake City Football Group as well? So they they know their way around money. They know, and, and it's it's a it's almost a guaranteed win for them over a longer period of time because it's fifteen percent forever, and we all know that. You know, if the All Blacks do well, they're always going to have a decent sponsor in AM, AMG or or um, AIG, sorry. AIG, yeah. Or Adidas or whatever, because because they are known as the best team in the world, success-wise. Yes. Talking about successful teams, the glory days of Danny Cipriani playing for the Rebels. And I think it was, and so it was 10 years ago that Danny Cipriani first signed and played for the Rebels in Super Rugby. And my question to you is, Tobes, Bring him back. do you think there's any chance of him coming back? Uh, no. Maybe, but no. Because if you look at a couple of teams... Well, is he going to the Wasps? No. He's going back to the Wasps, I think. Well, is he? There I, was I talks of that, I think. I would love to see what happens. I doubt that he will. I think he's going to either quit rugby or he's going to want to change, big change. Bring him to the Highlanders. Well, you, I mean, you think he'd fit in really well in Super Rugby. He would. You know, there's Flamboyant. a number of Australian teams that could do with another 10. And there's How definitely another New, Ze- New Zealand teams that could do with the 10 as well. How old is he? He was age 22. So now he's 32. Years, so he's 30, yeah, 32, 33. 32 now. So I'd love to see him back. Yeah. Love to see him back. Good player. Good player, good kicker. Finn Russell. Finn Russell, I know, but you're never going to get him back. No, but would you like to see him? I'd love to see him back. Yeah. I'll tell you another one we're going to talk about later. Marcus Smith, that's playing for Harlequins. Not a clue. Unbelievable. 
Not a Scooby Doo who that Unbelievable, is. Unbelievable, mate. You, you watch out. You, you're swearing watch at me. Out. You said Premiership Rugby. Stop watch swearing. Out. Disgusting. He could be as good as Dan Carter. Dan Carter's not good anymore. He's retired, <laughs> mate. That's one of my stories. Oh, is he? <laughs> Over to you, mate. Well, your story was long, eh? <laughs> Jokes. Uh, Cardiff could host Lions do you know, match. Do you know the, the, the definition of a poor joke teller? You? Is <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is when you have to say jokes after your joke. Because <laughs> it's it so unclear. It, it adds to it. Is adds that because it. it could be workplace right. bullying? Do you... Do you want to get on with this Unless podcast? Unless I clarify, <laughs> he may do me in the court of law. <laughs> I'm happy. I had enough of you. <laughs> the Lions have reportedly written to the UK government. <laughs> what have they written? To request... To request... Um, a home series against South Africa this summer. Oh, I, just, I just think it's just so stupid. <laughs> There's COVID everywhere. There's apparently more South African COVID in Leeds than there is in South Africa. <laughs> you know, oh. it's just ridiculous. I'm really sorry. Yeah, so like the, the, the Lions board met last Thursday to sort of go through a proposal yeah. to send to the UK government. To say, we'd like to run it here. We'd like to run it here. Can we is have some crowds? Are we going to be able to have crowds? Because I think they have mentioned a they date where they could have half... Yes. So this is obviously what they want to clarify. Well, they're saying that um, I was watching a football game later earlier and it said that the last game of the season they'll be able to have a crowd in. So it will happen before summer and this is obviously happening during summer. So, so it, at I, the I'm end guessing... of a long season for in, in, uh, British I'm, ge- I'm guessing people. they're kind of asking, will they be allowed to come over? Can we have special dispensation for them to come over, for them to train, stay in their bubbles, that type of thing? Yes. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't like the idea of it. Uh, the, the, the more I think about it, the more, I mean, you know, and I, I got the side to argue for them to, you know, <laughs> play it in England. But yeah. let's be honest to say, it just needs to be put off for a year. Just put it off for a year. I know that's not going to be great, but, you know, it's so much. I mean, as you argued, it's a tour. Yeah. It's not a home series. No. And it's not a home series for a number of reasons, because it's difficult to tour. You've got, what is it, four, five nations playing together. Yeah. Right? You've got five nations playing together against one nation. You know, you should win, but they never do. And part of that reason, well, they, they don't never do. But four rugby nations. Four, five. Wales. Yeah. England. Yeah. Scotland. Yeah. And Ireland. There's no Northern Ireland rugby team. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> You've got England. Yeah. Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Wales. Uh, Four, isn't it? Fool. Yeah, sorry, I do you know what it was. That's because it was the Five Nations, but that was because Italy are in, aren't they? Geez, that's bad. That is bad. I do apologise. Truth, but you know, Scotland is so good that they they're are. worth two. So you know, that's Five Nations right there. Better than England. 
Well, yeah, they are at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. Yeah, just, I, just don't, I just don't like the idea. And I think, and, and people might be, you know, might prove me wrong, but imagine the British Lions playing oh, he, at Twickenham. So it says... Um, it's so difficult for the South Africans to win. That crowd limits could be lifted from June 21st mm. in England. So that would... <clears throat> and I know we're looking at Cardiff, uh, but one will follow each other. You'd think uh, Wales and England, but you know, it could happen, and it probably will happen. I, I think if they can but guarantee just, they'll it, get crowds in and they'll make that money, they'll make a lot of money. If you know, therefore they'll just do it. But the thing is, is that if England or if the Lions do win, it'll be tainted, won't it? Oh, massively. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if South Africa win, it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable to do it. I, I just, yeah, yeah, put it off for a year. Yeah, I agree. But it won't happen. It, no. won't, it, it will happen this, this summer yeah, because of the money. Yes. And the commercial rights. And, but also South Africa want that money too. Yeah, and they need it. But yes. They need it. Next one, mate, is World Rugby issues a response to concussion demands from new progressive rugby lobby group spearheaded by James Haskell. So the group have come together and they've said, we're making these recommendations to um, dampen down concerns about concussion for professional rugby players. This is our recommendations. And actually, to be fair to World Rugby, they've come back and they've given a statement. And the statement basically says, we are taking everything on board. We are looking to make these changes. But one of the big ones is to limit the time of contact training across all professional rugby. So that World Rugby come out and they say, we're saying to you that you can't do this much contact or that much contact across the whole of the world um, so that it's a fair playing field amongst everywhere. A bit like the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. So the they NFL, don't do contact until they play. They have a, sh- a very small window, don't they? And then they have a certain amount of hours. Um, but yeah, it's highly regulated. Highly regulated. And if they get found out, they get fined. Yeah. And and the same thing does need to happen with rugby. Yeah, I agree. You know, I keep mentioning this. It's a amateur. It's a it's a professional sport run in an amateur way. It needs to be a professional sport run in a professional way. Yeah. And you know, the the better coaches have limited their contact sessions because they know it's better for the players. And they know they get more out of it. The the smaller window that they actually get for contact. Yeah. That's you know because yeah. It's it's you know you can work on technique without doing full contact. Yes, you don't need to do full contact. But you know NFL got a lot of money, so you know it's, it's easy for them to have their remote controlled um, tackle bags that go everywhere. You know rugby obviously don't have that much cash, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they get around some of those issues. Yeah, but some of the technology is amazing. Like in the NFL, they can set up all of these blow up tackle bags on like go-karts, and they can set up the opposition's plays. So they can just press a button and they just run at the same thing as they did on Saturday. Yeah? Wow. Unbelievable, eh? That's that's a lot of money, eh? A lot of money. 
lot of money, mate. Next Sh- up for you. Should we do it? I'd love to make that money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So red cards. Red card there. Red cards for me. So a red card at the moment is you're off for the rest of the game. Correct? No. Internationally, correct. Correct. Thank but you. But not in New Zealand and Australia. You ask me a question, I'm answering. You're going to ruin the. You're going to ruin oh, it. Okay. Oh yeah, correct everywhere. No, not correct everywhere. In New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> in New Zealand and Australia, they're trialing it. They're trialing a 20 minute sin bin where that player cannot come back on, but can be replaced Placed after 20 else, minutes. Yeah. Now that sort of got me thinking. Now, I saw an NRL game the other day, and a bloke got put on report, sin-binned for 10 minutes, then he could come back on. Is that what rugby needs? Does it need 20-minute sin-bin where they can't come back on like it's been trialed? Do they need a 10-minute sin-bin where that person can't, can't come back on? A 20-minute sin bin where that person can. <laughs> where that can. <laughs> where that person can come back on. Hang on, what's this? <laughs> We're opening a can of worms up here. Seen off. Or do they follow like they did in the NRL? And he goes off for 10 minutes. He gets put on report. And then later on, after the game the judiciary or whoever look at it and say, right, that was poor. You've got a one-week ban. You've got a six-week ban. Yeah, okay. That then so, would not ruin a game of rugby. Okay, so first first of all, the, what doesn't work with that? Okay. That person that gets put on report. Yes. Right. The team that he's playing that he has affected, potentially injured someone. Yeah. They don't win out because this guy – is still on the pitch. The guys that they play the week after went out. Yes. Because he's been put on, he's been banned. Okay, so I believe quite strongly what New Zealand and Australia are doing is a good thing, which is they're saying that uh, there's very few red cards that are like the old days, proper, Proper you know, nasty, Mm. you know, punch the face, that type of thing. So they're saying that a red card generally these days is all, most of the time is not intentional. So we're looking at maybe slightly high tackle. Yeah. We're looking at clear out of the rucks now. And we're looking at taking a player in the ear. And most of those things. And a lot of the time that player isn't necessarily injured. Correct. So what they're saying is we'll send you a red off. So you can't come back on and you'll be banned. Yeah. But we're not going to kill off the game. So we will allow someone on for after 20 minutes. I think that the balance is right. What I might like to see is is the green card. So you've got your yellow, you've got your red, and you've got your green. And what I would like to see is the green card is like the 20 minutes off. In that 20 minutes, the third officials or whatever can make a judgment call on whether or not that player can come back on the pitch or is staying off. I don't like that because... It's just mudding the water a little bit It's mudding more. the water, but also 
people have different point of views on certain things. Yeah. So one week it might be quite a soft red card. Yeah. But then the other week it might be something mm. very, very similar or the same. What about this And thing? then they got, come back on. You give a, you're given a red, an old school red for a dirty play. Like a punch in the face, something that's really malicious. Yeah. Right? You've got your green card, which is 20 minutes off, and you can be replaced, but you can't come back on. You've got your yellow card, which is 10 minutes in the bin. That's pretty simple, isn't it? So you've got real foul play. You've got... <laughs> but again... The, the, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you know, isn't it? Making it even that's more why difficult. I quite like, that's why I quite like, you know, it could be the whole 20 minutes sin bin, and he can't come back on but be replaced. And then, after the game, they look at... <clears throat> excuse me, they look at... You're either... And I think a red card, you should have at least one or two weeks yeah, banned. Off. Yeah. What about some of these clearing out of the rucks? Do they need to get banned for that? Or is it punish enough, punishment enough? If it's enough, a red card. Automatic two weeks. Automatic, well, one or two weeks. Okay. I'll go with you, mate. I'll go with you. I don't like disagreeing with you. Will you go out for dinner with me? No. Oh. Right, you're, you're up, bud. Dan Carter, mate, is, a, is finally retired. No. First time the, I've heard this. 38 years of age. He's 39. Nearly 40. He's let's 39, just say, I think. Let's say he's 45. He's done very well. He's a great looking bloke too, isn't he? He's still an impeccable Nick. Oh. He's sculpted out of marble. I think he's in better Nick now than he was when he won the World Cup and the last World Cup as well. Like when you just look at him, you think, oh. It's because he's had so much time off. He's not playing as much. He's had so much Botox. No, you think? Does he shave his legs or not? I, I, don't, I don't know. Silky smooth, mate. Are they? Silky smooth. To be fair, you do, so you can't complain. No, I shave my underarms. Uh, <laughs> village. Village. No, so, I mean, what a great servant yeah. to world rugby. Not just New Zealand rugby, but world rugby. My only element of disappointment with Dan Carter is, I know, I think he could have played on. I think he won the World Cup and he was at his peak of his powers. Ah. And I reckon he could have made the next World Cup. No. Yeah. Do you reckon? Absolutely. But like Ma'anonu. Well, you think about where we were at the next World Cup. We, we were we were umming and ahhing between Richie yeah. and Bowden. True. You know, Dan. Dan the man. Dan was still smashing it overseas. Still looking good. Um, I just think he could have played on. Potentially, and yeah. maybe definitely could have played on for another two years, and really kind of brought through Richie Richie Mwanga and Bowden Barrett, and really kind of, you know, stirred the pot de- with them. A yeah, bit. developed them a little bit more, and then after two years, right, guys, it's your time, your time to shine. But you've learned a lot from me. Yeah, sort of an apprentice oh. moment. But he's been great, hasn't he? World points record holder, player of the year for three. Years, I think, as well. Yeah, I mean, his last one was in his last year as yeah, well, wasn't 2015. it? And that's not bad, is it? What a guy. Super rugby titles, rugby championship titles. Didn't he win? Did he win the European Cup? I think with Russing, yeah. Maybe, don't know. Let's just say he did because it sounds good. Yeah, it does. He sound won the good. Japanese top he league. Did. That's the name of it, the top league. It's a bit village, isn't it? No. 
Oh, right there. What do you mean, the top league? It's like the Blues. Well, it's the top league, isn't it? <laughs> and the, and the, 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 the bottom league is called the bottom league. <laughs> What's the middle league called? The middle, middle league. league. <laughs> right, so going on with Dan Carter, <laughs> Sir Clive Woodward what's that bud you didn't give sir clive the level of respect that sir clive deserves i said sir clive but you just you just brushed over it's because i don't like him it's sir clive woodward it's sir clive woodward sir clive woodward yes okay 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 uh, Hales, da- that's village from you. No, it's not. Yes, what's village believe- is what he goes on and says. <laughs> mm, yes, <laughs> Dan Carter, but rates Johnny Wilkinson ahead of All Blacks ace. Now, I would like to put this to Twitter. Who's better, Who's Dan better, Carter, Daniel Carter, or world, Johnny Wilkinson, the world point scoring champion, highest world points- cup winner, multiple world cup winner? Yeah. Or Johnny Wilkinson, good player. No, Johnny Wilkinson, great player. Yeah, is so, Johnny Wilkinson the goat? So let let me just so he's not is Sir he? Clive Woodward rates Daniel Carter as the greatest attacking first five in the world, but still rates Johnny Wilkinson ahead ahead of him as the perfect ten. Now, what gets me is. There's a, a documentary about Daniel Carter called The Perfect Ten, <laughs> starring Daniel Carter. <laughs> so, it's just, uh, I mean... And also, he's just... He's English, just the, bad, the, yeah, but, the G's just retired. Do you yeah, know, but, how bad form is that? It's quite bad form. It's like, oh, congratulations, people, Daniel, on all you've achieved, but you're not as good as Johnny. English people will say, potentially, Johnny Wilkinson's better. Some, some will. Some will, yeah. Johnny Wilkinson was a much better kicker. But Dan Carter was still a very, very good kicker. He was a good kicker. But you can't deny Johnny Wilkinson was a better kicker. But in every other facet, maybe, maybe Johnny was a better tackler. But Dan was a good tackler as well. Well, I tell you one thing that I'm actually now starting to agree with Clive Woodward. Where Johnny was very good was he stuck to the game plan right to the bitter end, whereas Dan was a bit more natural, a bit more natural. That's a good thing and a bad thing, I'm guessing. But, you know, he didn't, I can't remember him playing badly ever, Dan Carter. He was just consistently good. I know everyone talks about the British and Irish Lions match as like his his ultimate performance. 2005. But the World Cup final, you know? He was fantastic, yeah. He ran that he ran that whole World Cup um, you know, like a true legend. And arguably some would say Johnny Wilkinson did too when he won, but I would I would give it to Dan comfortably because he was a complete player whereas Johnny was a more Defensive kicker, serviceer, yeah. Ten man rugby, ten man rugby, mate. It is time for the results. Oh, is it? I was just looking up on Wikipedia about Daniel Carter and Johnny Wilkinson. Results, yes. So, London Irish 
had a fantastic second half to draw with Bristol Bears, 34 all. It was a great game. Uh, Northampton Saints overturned the Exeter Chiefs, 13-12. Controversial. Leicester Tigers beat Wasps, 27-8. Harlequins beat Sale Sharks, wow, 24-12. And Bath beat Gloucester, 16-14. Again. Again. Wow. Controversial win. Some good rugby from the weekend. We're going to go into a little bit of it. But can I just say, there was many a good player on the pitch that should be playing international rugby. Charles Pieter was absolutely unbelievable. He is class, isn't he? Unbelievable. Danny Keir. Is he a a scrum half? I think he is. the, And I've thought this for quite a while. I think he's an outstanding scrum half but, but he's the he would he'd be the best scrum half off the bench in the world is it young at the moment yeah, young's yeah how's he making the team because eddie likes him steady eddie danny care steady eddie needs to go into the bathroom and have a hard look at himself in that mirror and go right i'm old i'm small don't know what i am look like a little golem angry Look like Gollum. I'm All an right. angry man. And he is to go, right, Young's he? off. You go, Owen's off. You go, Farrell. Owen Farrell, see you later, son. No, There's I, been a I lot think of it's people. so tough There's on been a Owen lot of Farrell. People. Have I mentioned that? Owen Farrell apparently is a really good guy. Well, Have I mentioned that in past podcasts? I don't, I don't care, mate. Uh, Western Force fell short against the Brumbies, 27-11. Um, and the Reds, 41-7 against the Waratahs. Wow. So that's the first round of Super Rugby AU. So hang on. Can I just clarify? You've done both results. You didn't give me any moment to shine. No, because you, you were too busy talking about, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The Reds were amazing. Uh, uh, can have I just I, say Have that? I told you that Owen Farrell is quite a nice guy? The Reds were great. The Reds were great. It was a surprise because Red card. in the preseason, the Waratahs uh, won that fixture. And it just shows that preseason matches don't actually matter. But the Reds were, were exceptional from, from 1 through to 15, and arguably the bench as well. The Brumbies were back to their boring best. Um, Brumbies played well, though. Yeah, but the Force, I don't think the Force will, will lose every game. I think the force will do okay. In fact... How much money are you going to put on that? Not a lot. <laughs> but I reckon they might make the semis, which is the most ridiculous thing about the Super that Rugby competition. That is a ridiculous thing. thing. They'll make the semis, and there's only five. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's well, going Okay, so we need to predict now who's going to win that Australian conference. Oh, I would love to say that we've done this before. The Reds, we hope. The Brumbies will will probably snick it. And the reason why the Brumbies will probably snick it is because really, it's really tough to play away at the Brumbies uh, in Canberra. It's tough. You know, these these Reds boys who are used to the nice sun on their backs, yeah, that's right. they go away to Canberra and it's... It's cold, it's it's wet, it's miserable. Go to the capital, mate. Go to the capital. So I, I think probably the Brumbies will just edge it. Well, we haven't seen the Rebels play yet, to be fair either, so I'm not sure we can make a uh, 
an informed decision. An, an informed In fact, I haven't judgment. actually seen any of them play because it's no. not on Sky. I know, Villaggio. But we're going to get it sorted. Right, mate, week. what caught your eye? Do you know what caught my eye? Well, that's why I are. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> James O'Connor, mate. Um, Dan Gunu. Yeah, Dan Gunu. Now, Dan Gunu did something that I've never seen on a rugby pitch. Did he pass my... the ball? No. Oh. Mike Brown's starting to pass the ball, though. It's amazing, isn't it? He's learned that skill after all these years. Anyway, Dan Gunu Mike Brown. was up Is in the still air. Playing? Yeah, up in the air. Dan Gunu, up yeah. in the air, takes, the, takes a high kick. Yeah. Player goes to tackle him. What normally oh, happens? He... Just wait, wait. What normally happens? Well, he's he... in the air. Player yeah. goes to tackle him. Right. Normally hits his legs yes. and he goes Flips. fling him. Yes. What happens to Dan Gunu on this one? Well, to be fair, Dan Gunu was sprinting quite hard at the defender. Yeah. And he almost goes through him, doesn't he? He he bunts him off. Yeah. And goes through him and goes and scores. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's like, how's he done that? He's superhuman. He's a good player. Uh, James O'Connor. James O'Connor said after the game that he thought the Reds played almost a flawless game of rugby. I would argue to say I think James O'Connor played an almost flawless game of rugby. How good has he become with age? He's like a he's like a cheese. He's like a mature cheddar cheese. He's still quick enough as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of people when they get although, a bit older. Although he did he did look like he was running in mud when he set up that try. Yeah, that that you know you know what it's like though. That was four pass, though, wasn't it? Oh wow, yeah. That that's one of my other oh, things that I've sorry, mentioned. bud. I just thought they were really, really good. Yeah. I think the Reds are really good. I think that I like the look of them. They're finally starting, and and they we've seen that them grow in confidence over the years. Is this a year they'll shine? They've got to beat beat the Brumbies, and if they can beat the Brumbies, then they'll win the whole thing. Because I can't see them losing to anyone else. You know, kind of yes. At the moment. At, at the moment. So I thought James O'Connor's passing was awesome. Dan Gurney's balance and pace was, was fantastic. My question is, can he play international rugby? And Dan I Gunu. keep saying, no, he can't. Because, you know, teams, top teams and tactics, his one or two weaknesses that he has in his game currently, they just magnify them. Put pressure on him in a kick. He really struggles. You know, so I just thought in that game, if we're talking about the games on the weekend, what I was surprised about was how the video ref made the mistake of the forward pass. But we saw a number of these. And what I did like, Toby, is the ruling. And the ruling is, is it clear and obvious? And if it's not clear and obvious, they should stick with the on-field decision. But they were clearly obvious yeah, in the forward. Know, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's but hey, it is what it is, though. That's my first thing. Over to you. Hunter Paisami. Very good. Midfield for the Reds. Again, O'Connor feeding him good ball. Feeding him good ball. You've got Pattaya out wide as well. Now, do you think Pattaya should be playing at 13, though? I mean, he's played pretty well there. Because they're playing him on the wing at the moment. So Hunter's are playing at 13. Hunter's good, though. Yeah, but Hunter could play at 12. Nah, I'd keep him at 13. Although he could play at 12, you're right. He could play at 12, but... But are they quite similar players? Maybe. Who's playing at 12 at the moment oh, for the Reds? don't ask me that question. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either. But Hunter Posami, very, very good. 
I think that to be fair, and, and I, we will find out his name. The twelve is a, a bit of a Ryan Crotty. Does yeah. the does is the glue? He's the glue, and maybe you're right with Hunter Pasami. He's a bit more flamboyant. Yeah, and maybe you need that steady, steady away, especially when you've got lots of Pattaya, Pasami, Dangunu, lot of pies. You, you've got you've got this kind of you know he's the yin to their yang, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Game changer, or the Reds were too good. The red card. So now I know it was just 20 minutes, uh, and then he got replaced, but did it make a huge difference, do you think? Or would it have made a few? No. Huge, no. No. I agree. Uh, they were just I, very, very good. Talking about red cards. Five caught my eye. Five red cards. Five red cards on the weekend in the Premiership. Were there? Five. Plus two yellows. So we've got wow. seven cards. And they were pretty much all for the same offence. Guess what that offence was? Pulling the finger at the referee. No. Oh, sorry. What was what was the offence? <laughs> the clear out. Oh, there so you they've go. Cleared so they've them obviously out. got... Yeah, and they've gone chicken wing. Tucked the old chicken wing in. Yeah. And they've boshed them out of the way. I'm not saying they're all like that, but that was pretty much most of them. I think at least three of the five was, was exactly the same. And I do. I have to say, I, I really like how the referees are saying any contact to the head. If you've got that arm chicken winged in, you're off. Yeah. So get your get your That's arms consistent, up. Consistent, actually. Get your arms it? up. If you hit, if you get him in the head and your arms are up and you're making a tackle and he's dropped a bit, you'll get a yellow. Yeah. But if you're not making an effort to wrap both arms, no. Then it's a straight red. Then see you later, son. Now people say. But obviously the players haven't been told. I can tell you now those players have been told. But it's called the dominant response, Tobes. Do you know what the dominant response is? No, but I want you to tell me. You don't really want me to tell you, do you? But I'm going to tell you anyway, Tobes. (laughs) Uh, Very simple. When someone's done something for a long time, when they're put under pressure, they'll revert back to dominant response. So Mike Brown, when he's put under real pressure... Won't pass. Won't pass. Yeah. Okay, when he's not put under pressure, he might be able to pass. Yeah, and a lot of these players, when they're put under pressure, they'll adopt the chicken wing style and the the shoulder in because that's what they do dominantly. Yes, and it's only when they're not so you know they've got time to think clearly. So it's going to take some time to get all of these players to dominantly respond to what they should be doing. It's going to take maybe weeks or months for mm. that to happen. So we'll see more and more of these red cards from clearing out too high, from tackling still too high, from the chicken wings for another few weeks or months. And I just think we need to see it through. See it through the other side. Well, it was a bit like all the penalties at the start of Super Rugby Aotearoa. Yeah, but the referees didn't see it through. No, that's true. You know, they were like, oh, it's Gosh. ruining the game. So we better revert back. One million penalties. Yeah. And, and I just think that the referees can't do that. They've got to, you know, player safety. We've got to make a real effort. And I do think the players of the given time will just get a new dom- dominant response. Andy Powell. Love this comment. Makes bold English or England claim. So former back row, Andy, has claimed... England should drop Owen Farrell 
and that boss Eddie Jones is the wrong man for the job. So Andy Powell is Welsh, right? Yes. They're playing Wales on Saturday. Yes. This is just a, him just sort of just trying to... Well, he's just ruffling up feathers, Just ruffling he? up some feathers. There was another English bloke who said the same thing. But I can't remember his name. Oh, see... I, Midfielder. Retired. Don't know. Gus Scott? Nope. Not that old. Tyndall? He's not. He's not Welsh. Oh, a Welsh one? Yeah, Welsh guy, yeah. Oh, mate, no idea. Nah, I wouldn't have a clue either. No idea. But, you know, it, but English people have been saying the same thing. I just... I, I, Is as Eddie I say, Jones the right man for the job? Well, he has to be now. Well, it's too late. It's isn't too it? late. You know, is he? Was he? We we picked it, didn't we? We said there is a potential with Eddie Jones to burn players out, and luckily for England, they've got so many players that they can burn. That out. They can burn them out and, yeah. and spit them out the other side. And I do think that if he, you know, I just don't see him getting rid of Owen Farrell, but I do see him potentially going in different directions with maybe Billy, uh, potentially. Why is Young still there? He can't kick a ball. He's not quick to the ruck. His pass isn't fast enough, or what it was. He's been poor for a year or two now. So's Billy. Yeah, big Billy. I think he's just so hung up. He, he's so, you know Eddie Jones is is so stubborn that he'd rather lose than get advice from other people. Than get advice from other people. Yeah. I like Eddie Jones though. Like I genuinely, whenever I see him, I'd hate to play underneath him because yeah. he plays all the mind games and stuff. But he's a funny guy. He's good to watch on the media. Yeah, he's great. Take any entertaining. But do I think Eddie, I didn't think he was the right man for the job for this four more years? I think Eddie Jones is a quite a good guy to have in for two years. You know, shape every shape everyone up and move on. Yeah, but he's not—he's not a man for the long game because he's just so intense. Yeah, he's not. so intense. So you know, Danny Kier, yes. talking about Danny Kier being one of the best nines. The reason why Danny Kier is not playing anymore is because in the Japanese game where he started, at the end of the first half when they were down, Danny Kier kicked the ball dead rather than running it, and Eddie Jones went, "You're never doing that. Never played again. He's never played since." So basically, he had a falling out and has never played since. Mate, That's stubborn, eh? Exeter, last kick of the game. Oh, are we still are we still going on? What caught your eye? Yeah, mate. God, how many eyes have you got? I've got two. God, wow. Carry on. <laughs> um, which I thought was, that was quite interesting. But the other thing was was Harlequins were amazing. Don Brandt was awesome. Danny Kerr was awesome. Joe Mart Marchant was awesome. Marcus Smith was awesome. Charles Piatow was awesome. Nick Phibbs was awesome. All of these guys, in my opinion, should be playing international rugby. I was going to say, where, why isn't Joe Marchant? He was at the Blues for a season. Get him in the England squad. Good enough. I reckon. Mate, it's time for listeners' questions. Excellent. Absolute Bobby Dazzler, this one. Okay, I'm listening. This is a... Shall I, shall, I, shall I get down to the first? Because it's, a, it's a, quite a big double whammy here. The first one is, what do you mean when you say village? Oh, yeah. I couldn't find a definition anywhere. 
and f- I have a good idea from listening. But what does village mean? Should we, this should is from we, just, Dai le- should we just leave it up to him? See if he can work it out. No. Oh, that's village. <laughs> <laughs> We've explained it once or twice before, we haven't have. we? Yeah. It just means rubbish. rubbish. So if we think something's rubbish, village. We can go into full details, but it could be up to you to go back and listen to every podcast <laughs> no, don't, we've don't ever do that, done. Don't, don't do that. Get our numbers up. No, but he'll, he'll stop listening up. to us. He'll get sick of us. He'll realise we're not very good. <laughs> um, so that's the first one. He said, do we miss New Zealand? I do, yep. Yep. Um, especially during this time when they're all loving it. But the great coach, great question is this. Oh, and the rugby would be on Sky Sports. And it would be, we'll be able to watch yep. it. Um, you're a coach of any team in the up-and-coming Super Rugby Aotearoa. Pick your team that you'd like to coach, and you can add one player to the squad, and it can't be Izzy Falau, because he said, <laughs> is that what he I said? know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he knows as well. So which, which would you have, mate? For this one, I've got the teams. Um I've got the results there. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I caught my eye. There we go. Yeah. Oh, we've already done that one. Listeners questions. Okay, here we go. And those are the teams, mate. Okay. Just so you don't forget. I would pick the Highlanders. Why would you pick the Highlanders? Because they're the best team. team. And they, they're just good crack. And they've got the best stadium. And they're good crack. And you have Tony Brown. And you could wear a TV. flat cap too. We'd be flat cap what brothers. What player from anywhere in the world, can't be Izzy Folau, Okay, who would you bring into your squad? Uh, I had I had seen this question. I had thought of someone. But now I've forgotten. Shall I do mine yes, first? Yes, you go first. I would pick the Blues. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'd pick the Blues. Now, the reason why I'd pick the Blues is because... Well, maybe I was going to pick the Blues. I can't remember. Just because the Highlanders wear blue. So, <laughs> I was going to pick Finn Russell. Really? Yeah. I was either going to pick, well, there's three. Finn Russell. Yeah. Antimac. Oh. Or Dupont. But oh, do, what, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? But the thing is, the thing is, is that Aaron Smith is there, so I'm not sure I'd want Dupont. Yeah. Okay. So, Antimac, do the Highlanders have a really good... 10. They've got Ione, uh, yeah. Ione. Yeah. And Mitch Hunt. Or Yuani, sorry. Iwani. And Mitch Hunt. Yeah. So they're all right. But they've, it, Highlanders actually have a pretty good team. They've got Solomon um, Marlowe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be bad, are they? No, they're, they're going to be I think, right. I think the, the Hurricanes are going to struggle. I think the Hurricanes might struggle. Although they've got um, Julian Savia back. They do, but. Apparently he's in good nick as well. He looks in good nick. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, I'm going to go for the you, Auckland you Blues. The blues yeah. I'm going to go for the Auckland Blues. Okay. And um, these are my candidates. So I've got Owen Farrell. No. Disgusting. Got, Why oh, is there sorry. someone swearing on there? Have Get I, him off. Have, have I mentioned that he's a good guy? So I'd bring him in for the group. Just for the bents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marty Banks. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that. George Ford. Yeah. Cipriani yeah. or Finn Russell because the well you'd be playing against Finn Russell because he's at the Blues <laughs> he's at the um, <laughs> he's at the Blues is he he's at the, he's at the Blues um, 
Because they are dying for a really good team. They are. Now, I know in future years they may or may not have Barrett, but at the moment the one position that they truly are lacking lacking is a really good team. Yes. Now, I'm going to add one more to that. Marcus Smith from the uh, Harlequins. Okay. He is electric. Good kicker. But my big thing is good kickers here. Now, I was joking with Owen Farrell, of course. I'm joking with Marty Banks, Are you, of you course. joking with Owen Of Farrell. course I am. Do you like Marty Banks? That was playing for Buller, mate. Look how skinny his legs are. Yeah. Look he, how those, young he looks. Those are chicken legs, eh? I reckon it's out of George Ford, Cipriani, and Finn Russell. Okay. Now, I would go Finn Russell. Yes. But I couldn't have Finn Russell. I'd go Antimac. Then I, had, I, I forgot about Antimac. Now, I'm not going to go into Mac. Okay. I'm going to go George Ford. I think George Ford, the way that he plays the game... Suits New Zealand rugby. Suits New Zealand rugby yeah. down to T. Now, I would go Finn Russell, but you've got him. Yeah. I also think Cipriani could be brilliant, but I'm worried that in Auckland, down by the harbour... Get on the piss. There's a all few the beers. New Zealand ladies all over him. Handsome. So, whereas... George Ford is a is a true professional. Now, I did think about Pollard for those South African oh, yes. fans, but didn't think he plays quite an attacking game, enough attacking game. Safe. Um, he's, safe. he's too safe. So I'm going to go for Ford or Russell. I think Russell would fit well in the be Highlanders. Amazing. Well, he'd be brilliant in the Highlanders, wouldn't he? That because Scottish it, that connection. Scottish connection, but also loves to fling it and ying it. He loves to think, and they play inside, and that's how and that's how they like to play, though, as a team. Yeah. So, you know, imagine the service he'd get from Aaron Smith. That would be a, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? That would be Unreal. a dream. Real. Now, people may ask, why didn't choose the Crusaders? Why didn't you choose the Crusaders? Because it makes you I'd, feel sick. Yes. That is the reason. Yeah. The reason why I wouldn't choose the Crusaders, I think the Crusaders have done well the last couple of years and I think that they are on uh, do you think they're little, on the decline I think they're on the decline still got a good team though got a good team but I can see the blues I mean don't get me wrong I don't think the Highlanders can do it no I don't think the Hurricanes can do it no I agree but I do think the Chiefs could that would be a huge it bounce would be, back wouldn't it but I definitely see the Blues having a better squad, yeah. Which which brings us on to your question, isn't yes. it? Yes. So do you want to go for your question? Yes. So my question to you: Who will win Super Rugby Aotearoa? So I think it's out of um, it's out of the two, the two teams, which is the Crusaders and the Blues. And we've looked at well, I've looked at the teams. And I just think the Blues have a stronger squad. The big thing will be, will come down to coaching, I reckon. So will Scott Robinson be able to, with his group, create a better environment than Liam McDonald? I just think the Blues are going to be hungrier. And they've got some really good characters in their team. Like, they've got... um, the big one for me, who is just a really good guy to have around, is where is he? Patrick Turpilotu. So guys like Josh Goodhue and the Ginger Ninja. 
Yeah. Tom Robinson. Tom Robinson. You've got some real good guys, but you've also got the young. You've got Yuani, Satutu, um, well, TJ Faini, Faini, Rico, yeah, Mark Caleb Talia, Clark. Caleb Clark. So you've got a real good mix of experience with youth. And arguably, you don't have as much of that with God, the how good Crusaders. How good are they? I know, very, very good. Lalala. Wow. But where are they weak? Where are Auckland weak? Hooker and probably They're not they're not weak at Hooker, mate. Trust me. They're not good. I would say Kurt um is Kurt. Kurt, (laughs) yeah, is a very good player. Now you're right, if he gets injured. Yeah, there's no depth there. There's no depth there. Um Josh Goodhue. Um Maybe second row. There's a couple of injuries there. Mm. But the great thing that Auckland have got in spades is is just power. They've got so much power. Big Islanders. eh? They've got a lot of pace as well. Pace out wide. Yeah, but you're right. At 10 is the big question mark. Now, Richie Mwanga is class. But... He's lacking a bit in the midfield. He's lacking a bit in the midfield. And that might be ultimately where they have their biggest downfall. So my also money nine, is on Finn Christie. He was all right. He was a good player. Good player. Mike, my question to you. Yeah, what's that? Mike Brown has come out and said that Eddie Jones has a coaching style of my way or the highway. Do you think this is correct? And if so, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it is correct. Uh, because what you've just said about Danny Kerr, you know, he's kicked it dead, he's made one mistake, and he's absolutely chewed his head off. <clears throat> Is it a good thing? I think we've touched on it again. I think it's a good thing in the short term, but long term, it, it'll just grind people down. Grind people down, and it'll it'll almost turn players against you. Because if... if you come to him with a suggestion and he just keeps on shooting you down then you're going to you're going to stop doing it aren't you and just go behind your go behind his back and all that sort of jazz so i, I think short term it's my way or the highway is all right you need to insert your dominance or your put your foot down but i don't think long term it's a very healthy way to run a team yeah, I think someone like Haskell, James Haskell, loved Eddie Jones. And the reason why he loved Eddie Jones is because before Eddie Jones came along, how things were done were a bit bit here and a bit there. Yes. And Eddie Jones come in and just sharpened everyone up. And it was at the end of his career. So he was like, well, I've only got a couple of good, yes. two good years left. Yeah. So. I'm just going to make hay while the sun shines type thing. He really liked that. I'm not sure whether Haskell would have liked it if he had five, six, ten years left. Yeah. Because as you say, grinds people down. You know, at some point, you need to be able to give people some control. You know, Steady Eddie, might have, it might have been healthy for him in England if he had even stepped away from the job and just gone, right, I've I've done what I set out to do was to get England to win no. a World Cup. 
but he hasn't won the World Cup. Which he didn't. And that's the reason why he's going on. They're not going to win a World Cup. Mate, they might do. They might do. If they're going to have, if you're going to have a dip in form like they are now, this is the time to do it. Because this is the time. form. They've lost one game. But they are having a dip in form. They've lost one game. But they are having a dip in form. (laughs) Well, maybe. Maybe. They didn't play that well against Italy. They didn't play that well against France's third team in the last game of that competition. But is that his coaching style? Is that is that why England aren't playing well? Because of what he's been doing to them? Yes, but I do think that do you, you can... Do you think he'll be so, able to... So rear, ben, ben Young's... Yes. Dip in form... Needs... Okay. Doesn't necessarily need to go, but... but if, it, he gets, if, he, if he bins them off now, he's got time to... Yeah, he's been like should, Australia, he should right? Have been the, he should but, have been them off. Yeah. He should have been. But, but, but my point is this: if you're going to press a reset button, it, it, now's not a bad time to do it. You've still got time before. I the think World he's Cup. the wrong man for the job. Oof, yeah. And that was your question to me. It was. I so, agree. I agree with everything you're saying. But my point is, when you say they won't win a World Cup, my point is, they still may. Well, any anyone could win a World Cup. Yeah, because. Australia, absolute mess, and they've got their act together. And I think that England could be in the same thing of, you know, if Ben Young's had have limped on till next year, then we've got a problem. But actually, the fact that he's not playing well now might speed things up, and therefore he gets replaced with a new cab on the rank, and then they're away. You could say the same about Owen Farrell. But I just don't think Owen Farrell is an issue. Owen Farrell is Owen Farrell. You know what you're going to get. He's consistent. He's always played like the way he's played. Oh, what annoys me is people are saying that he's not good. He's never been that good. No, he hasn't been that good. But I think the last two or three games that we've seen him play, he hasn't been. He hasn't been himself. He's been even worse. I would argue that without Tua Kicking Lange, hasn't been very without good. Without Tua Lange, you can't play Farrell. If Tuolangi's playing, you can play Farrell. You can't play Farrell at 12. He's not a 12. Correct. He's not a 10 either. But he's a 10, he's, he's a good he's a great water boy. He's a good he's a good <clears throat> kicker and he's a good positional man and he's a good manager of a game when he's got Tuolangi who he can ship when the he's ball got to players around him. That can get him over the game line and get him out of trouble. Create space because he can't create space. He Is doesn't he? create space. No, he doesn't. Is he a player that you'd have on the bench? Coming no. on. Imagine the value he wouldn't add. <laughs> would you start George Ford? Or I, would you I, start I, someone else? I would Simmons. Pro- I would possibly I like George Ford. I think he's a good enough kicker. He's not a great kicker. And that's why the that's the big problem with Owen Farrell. He's such a good kicker. Hasn't been lately. So I, I would possibly say, okay. If you can get Tuolangi fit, then you can play forward. And then you bring someone off the bench, and that would be George Ford. My my issue is, if you don't have Tuolangi, then you've got to start with Ford. Tuolangi won't be playing much rugby. No, you've got to start with Ford. And really, I don't see any value bringing on Farrell. No. So then would you be better bringing on Marcus Smith? And the answer is yes. It's a tough one, eh? Because if he's got Tuolangi, you pick Farrell. If you don't have Tuolangi... I don't think you can pick Farrell. But no. anyway, 
Next question is from Derek Scott. So we're doing the quiz. We are, but just going to very quickly, very quickly. He's asked, America are really rubbish at 15s. What do they need to do to make it better? Start it from a younger age. Good coaching from younger down. Yeah. That is the big thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what they need to do. We've seen lots of teams improve, but long-term results need long-term answers, and that's lower down. Yeah. Yeah, from a young age, from a schoolboy age, schoolgirl age, um, they just need good coaching. They need a World Cup. If they get a World Cup, they're drums in business. But then they need the then they need the coaches there to help that out. They need links with the professional clubs. Yep. You know that they will get there. Just how long? It's just taking time. But also, the United States have far bigger, and in their eyes, better sports. And rugby is way down the list. Way down the list. NFL. It's like football NBA. will never be very good in in New Zealand. Yeah. Because it's not coached to a good enough level at schoolboy school, school so how girl. can they be so good at sevens though because sevens is more space Raw and you ability. don't actually need that much ball handling skills you look at um the fast aisles or whatever his name is yeah yeah carlin aisles yeah um He's, he's not he's that. Just he, uh, to be fair, he's gotten so much better. Yeah. But that's because he's been in the professional environment and yeah. got top level coaching. Yeah. When he first started, he he could barely catch it. He couldn't tackle, but it, boy, he was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, mate, coaching from younger down, get more kids involved. It's yep. as simple as that. Yeah. Because you've got talent. You need you need it in high schools. You need it in primary schools. You need a rugby team. In high school rather than potentially just at club. Yeah. 100%. You need it everywhere. Uh, Jamie, we're going to answer your question about if the Lions was actually switched and we had New Zealand, Australia, South Africa to choose from who would be our team. We're going to leave that for a few weeks, Jamie, until we'll we've seen a bit more. We'll need to ponder on that, won't we, yeah. Seen a bit more of them play. And it's been hard without South Africa as well. But we are off now to finish off the podcast with another quiz hopes. <laughs> now I was absolutely rubbish last week and you, you were, were exceptionally good I only got two right mate for you that, that's that. exceptionally good <laughs> two out of three I'd take two out of three now again I've been very kind to you I think I think well I know I have you should get you should get three out of three. If you don't, this if you don't, there's something wrong with you, mate. Oh, I know there's something wrong with me. Look at my choice of friends. <laughs> I'm not your friend. <laughs> oh, right. maybe maybe right. there's nothing wrong with me. Right, do you want me to go first? Do you know do you want do you want to know my topic? No. You can tell me after I <laughs> do you want to know my topic? Go on. Um, rugby World Cup records. Oh, right. Okay, but they're not they're not difficult. Uh, okay, here's your first one. Who has played the most rugby World Cup games in history, nationwise? Yeah, go on. New Zealand, Australia, 
France, or England? It's got to be New Zealand. Can't be South Africa. South Africa wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, New Zealand have made. Ooh, England have made a lot of finals, haven't they? You've you've almost got to think back. To no, when it's going to be it's going to be New Zealand because we've won. You've almost got to think back to when we've got knocked out. Exactly, and mm. and England have been knocked out in the group stages. Two thousand fifteen, they own did World Cup. What about France? Nah, New Zealand, mate. Okay, final answer. I hope so. Yeah, you're correct. So New Zealand's <sighs> fifty, Australia and France are on forty eight. Oh, so it's pretty close. Very close. And then England is 44. What is South Africa? South Africa because they weren't they in missed the, first the first two. two. So they're 34. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. Mate, mine is where in the world are these people? Okay, right. Okay. So first person up, and, and you've got the same choices. Okay. So cool. A is America. Yeah. B is Japan. Okay. C is France. Yep. Or D is England. Okay. Or the UK. Yes. Fine. I'll give you the UK. Okay, thank you. Very kind. All right, so first one up. Ma'a Nonu. Where in the world is Ma'a Nonu? (laughs) He was in America, but has he gone to France or has he gone to Japan? <laughs> I'm just going to go America. That was my gut. You think he's in America? Yeah. Final decision? Yeah. Because I haven't heard him going anywhere else, but I could be wrong. I am wrong. France, mate. Toulon. Toulon. He was so in America. You were right. But obviously with I, COVID, I just haven't heard of him moving. going. So is he going back to Toulon? He's going back to Toulon, mm. yeah. I mean, he's like... He is... Basically, forty years of age. Yeah, well, he's the same. He's pretty much the same age as Daniel Carter. You know, he's just still trucking on, isn't yeah. he? Earning money, mate. My my bet still got next year. The <coughs> Mana Pacifica team. No. Yeah, hundred percent. Who has scored the most points in Rugby World Cup? Oh, cups. So, who has scored the most Rugby World Cup points? Uh, Gavin Hastings, Daniel Carter, Grant Fox, or Johnny Wilkinson? That's actually tougher than you think. I have a funny feeling it's Hastings. I have a funny feeling it's Hastings, and I was really surprised by that. Really surprised by that when I heard that. Well, Gavin Hastings' name been in there? One has name been in there, but I think I heard that he has... Got where'd the hear, most points. Where'd you hear that from? I don't know. <laughs> I just heard it. See, naturally, I would say Dan Carter. Okay. But Johnny Wilkinson had a very good World Cup, but it didn't. Wasn't he injured? Do you he, know what I mean? I thought he only went to one. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to say Dan. So who are the other ones? Dan Carter, Grant Fox. Grant Fox only played in one, so it can't be him. What did he play in two? Gavin Hastings. Daniel Carter played in three. He did play. Well, two and a half, really, because he was injured in 2011, wasn't he? I don't. I would naturally say Dan Carter, right? right? But Gavin Hastings, for some reason, is in my brain. But Daniel Carter, three, two and a half World Cups. 
good thing about that. But you're not trying to help me out, are you? You need to help me out. And you, you, you said, oh, you'll get three. If you don't get three, there's something wrong with you. So therefore, I'm leading to think that this is the bogus question. He did play in three, though, didn't he? Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I think it's Gavin Hastings. Final answer. Final answer. You're wrong. Oh, Stan Carter. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Oh. Johnny Wilkinson. Is it really? So he has 277 points. Gavin Hastings has 227. Daniel Carter has 191. And Grant Fox has 170. If Grant Fox got 170 in one World Cup. That is amazing. He must have gone to two. Must have. Can't believe Johnny Wilkinson. He's got the most points in World Cup. Yeah. Did he go to the 99 World Cup? You, see, you tried to... You only went to one. No, I... Didn't you? Yeah, but I wasn't Been sure. Guy, I asked you? you a question. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Where in the world is... Pablo Matera. Is he America, Japan, France, or England, or the UK? Pablo Matera. Pablo Matera. <laughs> I would not I would not have a clue. I don't think he's in the UK. <laughs> I don't think he's in America. He's either in France or Japan. I think he's in France. Pablo Matera's in France. Final answer. Yes. I'm wrong. Oh, right. Yeah, Who's he playing right. for? Uh, he's playing for, you've caught me on the hop there, he's playing for Stade de France A. Stade de France A. Oh, yeah. right. I don't think he's played very much because he's only got two appearances. So obviously with COVID. Right. I think he was stuck in Argentina for quite a while. All right, mate. So it's one all going into the final one question. All, yes, truth. Which team has the biggest winning margin in Rugby World Cup? One-off game. One-off game. Is it Australia, New Zealand, England, or South Africa? So the biggest winning margin. It's out of New Zealand and Australia. I can't remember whether it's Australia bet Japan in a World Cup. Or whether or not it wasn't in a World Cup. But New Zealand beat Japan by a huge yeah, they total. Did, didn't they? Mark Ellis got like yeah. six tries or something ridiculous. So it's out of those two. But I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> Have I mentioned recently that I hate you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny feeling. Again, oh, I don't know why I'm thinking that. I think it might be Australia. Like, they absolutely beat them by. I can tell you they're both. Um, uh, well, I think they're both Japan. Yes. Oh, so what did happen in the World Cup? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Don't try and read me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Australia. I just have a. I, I, I would naturally said New Zealand, but I'm going to go Australia because I think Australia beaten them by more than New Zealand. Oh. I'm going to go Australia. You are correct. Yes. So the winning margin 
142? 142. So that was 142-0. <laughs> 142. What was New Zealand's? I think New Zealand was like four, 147-something. Um, 19 or 17 or something like that. England's best was 98. I'm not sure who they played. I don't know. South Africa. Okay, mate. Last question for you. you I need draw this to draw it or lose it. But I, I no, I, I win. If if we draw, I win because it goes back to the holder. That's oh, what is, that, is that how it works? That's what happens. You've never mentioned this before that's, when I've drawn in the past. That's, that's just what happens, mate. Mate, Todd Blackadder. Todd Blackadder. Coaching. Where is he now? Todd Blackadder. Is he in America, Japan, France, or England? Or the UK. Is he in the UK? Todd Blackadder. I I don't know. Todd Blackadder. Or is he in Jin, is it, is he in Japan? I I don't know. So this is a bit of a stab in the dark. Is it is he in Japan, Todd Blackadder? Is he in Japan? I'm going to go to Japan. Final answer? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. Oh, yeah. he is. He is. He's in Japan, mate. He yeah. Did, he did, Who's he coaching? He did spend some time uh, in Edinburgh. So he, so got, he, he was went in from, the UK. He went from Crusaders yeah. to Edinburgh. Edinburgh Blues. Edinburgh. Um, oh, no, that's Glasgow Blues, I think. Yeah. And then Bath until last year. He was coaching at Bath. He's off to the Toshiba Brave Lupus. Mm. <laughs> what a name that is. Lupus. Not in the top league, I don't think. Are they not? I'm not sure. And then the middle league. I think they might be in the middle <laughs> league. <laughs> so, mate, it's a draw. Draw. So, we don't have that many draws. No. You know what? You've really upped your game. But start, did you, you know, find... I mean, they were they were difficult, but you could... I you think know, you that, that was about right. Them, was about right. Out, couldn't you? Yeah, about right. Mate, as always, it's been a highlight of my week working with you on the podcast. Do you believe that? No. Well, it's true. Oh, highlight you. of my week. My week is pretty dull, as everyone will realise right now. But as always, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. Appreciate and uh, it. we'll see you hopefully back here next week. Catch you soon. <laughs> Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.